podcast with conversations about real estate, local happenings, and all things Winchester, Virginia. I'm Mark Francis, a local realtor, broker, and owner at Icon Real Estate. And I'm Megan Eanes, a local realtor for 21 years and part of the Icon Real Estate team. Mark and I are so excited to share everything that we love about Winchester, Virginia with you. We want you to be an informed, savvy real estate consumer in today's ever-changing market. Yep. If you want local knowledge, you've come to the right place. Well, happy November. Happy November. How was yeah. Halloween for you? Did you do anything of the the weekend before? I bought a bunch of candy and then barely gave it out. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, so then I have to still then give it out to other people so I don't eat it. And I've been trying to eat my way through it. But, I saw yeah. a recipe today on how to make a cake <laughs> that you make with old candy, and you take oh. the old candy and then you melt it. Does it turn into something healthy? Oh gosh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and then apparently, which you, it, I was reading, I was like, "Oh my, this is like sugar shock." Yeah, I think you'd go into, but apparently, it was something like, you can do: make yeah. the cake and take it someplace. You have all the leftover candy, and then just keep eating. Don't it. they or start you... having cakewalks this time? You know, yeah. holiday different things. Make it for a cake. But walk. my kids are older now, and they realize if I steal candy. So I mean, being my youngest now is a senior, and um, you know, went to a party and stuff. But you know, it's not like the the days of having younger kids where they come home with all their loot and then they hoard it. And right. then you have to, like, sneak into the room at night to, like, take a little piece or two, you know. Well, we've always had the rule, no candy in the room, no food upstairs. And because, well, several reasons, but because of the dogs and my yeah. kids aren't very, just, they don't always pick up after themselves that way. Yeah. The dogs are not eating chocolate. But, yeah, yeah uh, we actually went camping this past weekend and they do all their Halloween stuff and the kids dress up and then they go from campsite to campsite cool. and the campsites are all decorated. And the weather was perfect and yes. it was a lot of fun and so my daughter has a bunch of candy from that, and that's that's enough. Whatever. I might just bring it to the office Keep it away and from me. leave it here. Yep. Well, but now we're into November, mm-hmm. and it's gratitude month. It is. Is that a thing? I, I know that like, it is. it's out there, social media, people call that. I mean, Thanksgiving is kind of the season you think about, and so it's a whole month. Yeah, so, and you can yeah. do even – some people do it like on a daily basis. They'll post on like Facebook for mm-hmm. something that they're grateful for every day. So I, th- I thought it would be a great idea if we do it, um, each podcast that comes out in November. Yep. You and I will each say something that we're grateful for. I love it. So you want to go first? Okay, fine. I'll go first. I'm grateful for family, and it all stems from the fact my grandmother is now living with us. And so it just makes me realize more and more of like the value of family and having like – a a whole generation difference of somebody else living in your house is interesting. I mean, it's mm-hmm. great. And so she's just funny because she's just super friendly and nice. And But at the same time, we're still acclimating to each other of our own spaces. And she's been living on her own for a while. And so the, the her independence still kicks in sometimes. And <laughs> <laughs> I, it's, I mean, she brought so many things from her Florida house in the move that I didn't want to fight with. So like literally there were like stacks of toilet paper and, um, and tissues and, and toilet and and paper towels that she had hoarded under her bed that I didn't realize she had opened these boxes that she brought from Florida and we're stashing them (laughs) under her bed. I'm like, all right, listen, our space is your space. Your stuff is our stuff. Your, our stuff is your stuff. It's shared. Like you're not. It's, there's no such thing as your toilet paper anymore. It's ours. So it's the the whole shared environment. So that was a long winded what I'm grateful for. But it's family. So yes, having I, her with me is great. I would say I'm grateful for my family living so close to us. Like we get we've gotten together every single Halloween now since my son's very first one when he was 
three months old. So it's fun having my parents are a mile away. My sister's a quarter of a mile from me. I mean, we all can get together. My brother's, um, of course, we sold his townhouse. He's in Ashburn, but it's still really not that far. So I'm, I'm grateful that my family's close. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. I'm like, you're stealing my thunder, right? You already had that planned. I know. I didn't like, actually, see, but I'm like, I have to add something instead of just saying family. Answers. So I will say my family living. Love clothes. it. Yes, that's awesome. Well, uh, you know, November will continue to give us to give you guys what we're grateful for, and in this coming episode, I'm excited to introduce our conversation with our guests who were from Frederick County the Planning and Zoning Commission. And it's unique to hear how they are an open book. There is Mm -hmm. nothing to hide. They will tell you everything they know and what's happening in the world of Frederick County zoning and planning and mostly real transportation. So listen to this conversation because it might impact your neighborhood. It might impact your houses of where you're thinking to buy. And, you know, there's no bad answer of where to buy a house, but just do your due diligence. And it's all out there for you. So listen to our conversation with Wyatt and John Frederick County Planning Zone. Well, here we are with Wyatt Pearson and John Bishop. How are you guys? Doing great. Yeah. Awesome. You know, it's so exciting to have you guys here. I'm excited because we're going to get some behind the scenes dirt on what's going on in the county. But before we get to that, I just want to hear about you guys and your lives and your families and where you come from, and, and all those good things. So, Wyatt, I'll start with you. Uh, what brought you to Winchester? Uh, I actually just moved up like a year and a half ago to uh-huh. take the job with Frederick County Planning Department. Previously, I was the town manager for the town of Strasburg okay. um, and moved there after graduating from Virginia Tech. Uh, my wife and my two-year-old son moved in off of Route 7, and I've got another baby girl expected in January. Nice. And just glad to be a part of the community and be working for Frederick County. Yeah, so Virginia Tech. Yeah. So hokey. Is that good? Uh, It's okay. It can go either way around here from what I understand. I'm not a UVA guy. I'm I'm a Wake Forest guy. So we don't don't hate anybody and nobody hates us. So it's okay. You know? So where were you before Virginia Tech? Like where did you Um, grow up? My father was in the Coast Guard, so okay. like every two years, a different duty station. But I went to high school in Chesapeake, Hampton okay. Roads area. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. John, how about you? I'm another one who kind of moved all over. I was actually born in uh, New Jersey, uh-huh. uh, spent time in Arkansas, but ultimately uh, ended up in Wisconsin, which is where I uh, graduated high school and uh, got my undergraduate degree. Uh, came down to Virginia to attend VCU for the planning master's program there. Started my career down in Hampton Roads, uh-huh. probably when Wyatt was in high school, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, 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 spent some time there. Uh, I've been a transportation planner all through that, ever since uh, an internship that uh-huh. happened during graduate school, and uh, I've been in the Valley now for, gosh, 17 years, yeah. something like that. That's great. Yeah. yeah. So give us your job titles, because that's something that I think is also important to note. So. Tell us. I'm director of planning and development. Uh huh. Of Frederick County. Yes. Yep. And I'm the assistant. Director. And you're the assistant. Yep. Awesome. You know, it's it's fascinating because you both were pretty much saying that you went to school specifically for this, like, job that you are currently in for this, uh, you know, basic employment. And so, tell us how how did you get into that? Like, what what drew you into this world of making roads and where they go and planning and zoning and all these things kind of what what fascinated you to this industry 
I'll let John go first because I know mine's not terribly interesting. It's more dumb luck than anything. Gosh, I don't know that I'm that interesting either. Uh, my undergraduate degree was actually in environmental policy, and I went to get my master's. I ended up in an internship that was very transportation-focused. Uh-huh. Uh, I enjoyed the work a lot. Um, so while I'm, you know, my education as a general planner, I've tended in practice to be focused on transportation, and you can see that in my career. Um, but, yeah, it was uh, – Somewhat accidental, I guess. Yeah. Uh, uh, there weren't a lot of jobs out there for folks with an environmental focus, and that's how right. I ended up going for a graduate d- degree in, in, in more broad planning and ended up narrowing back down to transportation, which was, you know, obviously that's an intense field in its, yeah. in its own way because yeah. uh, particularly uh, in this area, but really nationwide, you're, you know, we're, we are under a lot of transportation challenges. So uh, that's that's how I ended up doing that got so it it's just it, it worked for me i think like many people in life you just kind of found what you're good you at grow into it <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, of like what you like to do yeah. what you're good at and then just keep improving from there How hopefully you, improving why, yeah. yeah right yeah mine was very similar honestly and and I, specifically at college orientation i had you know this intention of doing natural resources management in the hopes that i'd be able to be outside more and I remember my father making the comment to me that, well, you're just going to end up being a park ranger and I'm going to have to support you for the rest of my <laughs> life because there's no money in natural resources management, which is right. true to some sense. Um, and then I had some somewhat of a fascination with maps and cities to begin with. And so we went to a couple different, you know, introductory classes and just selected it as a major huh. and then ran from it. Yeah. With that, so. Yeah. Nice. Well, I want to get into the weeds here a little bit of like Frederick County. But before we do that, give us a big picture of your impression of the area of frederick county and how it's growing for from a state perspective and even like a national perspective you know do you have experiences of interacting with other other locate locations and townships and counties yeah. so give us your perspective of just the county and in our area of how it falls within your world yeah frederick county as a whole is growing per capita faster than most of the Commonwealth right now. Um, And that's namely from a residential perspective. Uh And so when I say per capita, you know, people look at Northern Virginia proper and the DC metro area and like, well, that's not possible that we're growing faster than them. But on a per unit basis, we actually are. Um, And a lot of that is because of a lot of housing approvals that occurred more than a decade ago prior to the big recession that occurred in 2008, 2009. Um, so there's a lot of approved housing on the books that's now taking off with the market as you know it yeah. that was incredibly hot until right. like last month right. where things started to change again. Yep. Um, and so from from my perspective, Frederick County is well positioned in that way um, hmm. and that, you know, only having been here a year and a half and kind of still getting my feet wet in the community as a whole, um, it's interesting to see. You know, there's always a dichotomy between the been here's and the come here's, and Frederick County definitely has that to some extent. Yeah. Um, but most people are welcoming in that in that respect. So, yeah. I, I like that term, the been here's and the come here's. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're That's never. Tr- it's very true in this yep. area. It's really hard to become a been here, no yes. matter how long yep. you've been here. Um, you're still a come here in most people's eyes. That's to some true. Extent. Well, John, you said 17 years for you, so you... and I'm still a come here. Yeah. Um, right. Um, still don't fit not, in I mean, in that category. I'm fortunate to you know know a lot of people in the community, a lot of a lot of good friends, but you, you don't replace 
folks growing up with each other yeah. and, and going generations back. Yeah. And, and I don't even say that as a negative. That's one thing that's frankly attractive to a person like me. I, I really have a deep appreciation for having roots in it, yeah. uh, especially as someone who moved a lot as a, as a young, as a young kid. Uh, I, I really do have a deep appreciation for uh, having roots and having those kind of connections. And I wanted that to be the kind of place my family was. In. And it has a small town vibe and Absolutely. you know, we can, we, we can, talk about that all day because that's really what our podcast iconic talk is all about is really digging into the community and and you guys are experiencing that and so that's what leads my question of kind of how do you get a sense of this growth and is that growth um something that you guys are trying to look at a, a slow growth to control it or are we looking to expand it become Loudoun county you know where do you where do you predict the, the county going, especially with the housing market, with the influx of people coming into town. Uh, how do we look at that perspective from a county perspective? Yeah, I can speak with certainty that nobody in our department will say we want to be anything like Loudoun County. Okay. Um, there, mostly from people a, probably cheering as you're, as you're well, saying Well, we want to continue to be employed here, so we'll be honest <laughs> in that respect. But um, no, I, and, and slow growth is a common term, but I, I prefer to reference managed growth um, because uh -huh. we're not necessarily in a position where we need to tamper down growth to occur at a less rapid level, but we want to manage it effectively and direct it to places that can accommodate that kind of growth. Mm -hmm. So when we manage growth, we look at the infrastructure capacity that exists, namely John's expertise in our community and what is the most important infrastructure asset that we are managing right now is transportation. Um, mm -hmm. And so a lot of that has been done over years of good, decades of good planning work to ensure that where our growth occurs is appropriate and is not going to overextend our existing infrastructure. Um, and we really want to continue that tradition hmm. to some extent. So, hmm. yeah. So compare us to some of the other counties. You said you came from Strasburg. You know, you can look around us at Clark County with very limited growth there. You see there's Warren County and Shenandoah County, especially those that are near neighbors here in Virginia. Compare the infrastructure of, of what you guys are looking to accomplish compared to them. You know, without trashing other counties just tell us you know give us a little bit about how you guys operate and do you see similarities or do you see differences in the other um, counties around us I, I think namely the two you mentioned are far more rural in context and don't have you know I hate to refer to Winchester City as a major metropolitan yeah. city or anything like that but comparatively it's a lot larger than their their locales and their their aggregate mm -hmm. center um and I think from Winchester City and Frederick County's perspective, it, the Winchester City planning director used to say to me on occasion that Clark County, when the developers come to land there, Clark County says, no, not anywhere. Winchester City says, maybe. And Frederick County says, yeah, where do you want to be? Um, and that was <laughs> kind of his way of explaining nice. the politics of the different communities uh -huh. and how accommodating they were to growth and otherwise. Um, and to some extent, it's true from our perspective, Frederick County is more of a yes, but where and, and why and how are you going to do it? Hmm. And so and then how long is it going to take? Yeah. <laughs> how long is it going to take? Touch um, on that, because uh, just give our listeners a perspective of how long of a process does it go through from the idea, the initial conception of this is something that we need to do. Like, how about even it. like as an example, Crossover Boulevard? Yeah. Because I think a lot of people, most people now know that road, and it's been in the talks for years. So like, define it. So just okay, give so us the description. Okay, so Crossover Boulevard is yeah. over there on um, Tevis, so off of, off of Pleasant Valley Road, 
well, it used to be, turn on to Tevis, and then you guys did a whole bunch of stuff right there, which mm -hmm. looks really great. A little crazy for a while, but looks great now. And you can cross over from, um, like, Chuck E. Cheese, Target, that whole area, directly over mm -hmm. to 522, right mm -hmm. by Costco, and... Uh, the airport road actually comes out, goes straight into airport road. Yep. It's, so walk it's us through beautiful. that process. I'll begin first by turning it over. It was before John. your time, right? <laughs> well before my time, but you mentioned it as an example, and I would say it's not the best example because okay. it has a long and sordid history. Um, and and go ahead, John. I'll, I'll, no, not at all. Know. And I think uh, one reason, uh, to, one thing to point to with it is it, is it does show how developments sort of can lead many lives. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of times, uh, for example, when you're on the uh, the Facebook or, or, or whatever, you'll see people comment, well, they're approving all these units. And they're talking about units that were approved 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Snowden Bridge is uh, really a fantastic example. I think it was approved in 2003. Mm -hmm. They're going gangbusters now. Finally. Yeah. You yeah. Know, Old Dominion um, Greens was so, like that, too. It sat right. there for many, many years right. just with the roads. So as hard as you work to, you know, polish that crystal ball and say, well, this this is how you offset your impacts. This is what you need to be proffering for transportation or, or, or public services or whatever it may be. That's really tough. I mean, you're talking a generation. You know, I think a generation is considered to be about 20 years. Sure. And uh, that's you do your best with it. But then when things you know start to get crazy, that's. That's usually what you're going back to, old approvals. And it's not necessarily even the fault of the people that did the approving. You did your best with it at that time. Yeah. Crossover Boulevard is not a terrible example of that. You had a rezoning that was done, mix of uh, commercial uh, and, uh, and, and business that was proffering to do a CDA or Community Development Authority. And that's what they were going to use to build that road, to build that connection over into Winchester. And now that's up, it's, it's been great. It's a very useful road. And, uh, but that lived many lives before it came to be, uh, that CDA failed, that development failed, that, mm. that developed, that development ended up getting sold on the courthouse steps. Mm. You know, I mean, wow. it went through the recession, it went through everything. And then it actually ended up getting bought back by the folks who had sold the bonds huh. to the CDA because okay. they saw that as their only way to huh. sort of recoup and, and try and come back out of it whole. But even now, that company's been sold twice since our relationship with them began. So once again, that example of the, the many lives yeah. of development. Um, and, and after they had bought it, you know, they went through a further rezoning to sort of try and clean everything up, if you will. And that's how we ended up with uh, uh, an agreement with them where they were providing matching dollars to go against state dollars that the county applied for. They're called revenue-sharing dollars. And basically, that's how the road was built. So the initial conception uh, of doing that is to alleviate traffic. It's all about transportation flow yes. as well. Yeah. But then you have landowners, you have business owners, you have these other investors who are looking to profit mm -hmm. from this growth. And you guys, I'm not telling you, but I'm asking, <laughs> do you, are you, how do you navigate that as a county when you're working with all these other partners and people out there who have different motivations? Where where do you guys step in? Especially for a road like this, we're all like, yay, it's working. It, it's amazing. We should have been doing this years ago. <laughs> and behind the scenes, you're well, seeing a lot of this difficult situations. Yeah, and on a project like this, really, and, and you know, like I said, it's been through a couple of rezones, it's been through many owners. Um, you, you're looking in terms of local involvement or county involvement in the actual project. You're looking for the sweet spot. 
And by sweet spot, I mean, we're not going in and building residential developers, you know, local streets to get to houses and stuff. We're building the roads that were on the comprehensive plan that are good for everybody. Yeah. Um, And that's what we did there. You know, you don't see subdivision streets that have been built. There's going to be more roads off of there as they actually commercially and residentially develop. But we built, we, we teamed up with them and we built the road that was good for everybody. So even though you don't see a single unit built out there yet, whether it be residential or commercial, everybody's benefiting from that road today. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the the portion of Snowden Bridge Boulevard that we built is a perfect example of that as well. Mm. Once again, we, we partnered with them, um, built a road. Now you do see development there, but you also see a road that's getting used every day and um, is likely going to help that full connection of Snowden Bridge Boulevard from yeah. Martinsburg Pike all the way around to Old Charlestown Road. So to clarify, sooner. that's not the county that's holding up that. That's You guys did your part to create the the opportunity, and then it's the mm-hmm. Snowden Bridge development to make the connections of those roads? Yeah, that's oh. that's exactly right. Okay. And, you, and you know, at the end of the day, um, when we are getting involved, that's why. You're trying to, you're trying to create those situations where everybody benefits. And I know not everybody's happy about maybe seeing a new warehouse go up or, 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 or a new you know, residential subdivision or whatever. But unless, because these are existing transportation needs, these aren't things that we're just, you know, it's not a build it and they will come scenario. Yeah. These are existing needs. So it's a situation where we're partnering with these folks to get something that's good for them, but also good for the community as a uh-huh. whole. Uh-huh. So let's talk about, Megan, your sweet spot. Stephen City. Stephen City. Yeah. <laughs> I live in Wakeland Manor. So that's why I think, I mean, Warrior, and I've seen the plan, it's been forever ago, but to see where <laughs> Warrior Drive, of course, goes um, from Sharando currently mm-hmm. into Wakeland Manor, and it just stops at a pile of dirt. And I know that there's a plan for it to go many other places in Stephen City. And now that we've got 277 cleared up, open, running smoothly. It's looking good, by the way. It's fantastic because yeah. that was... That was frustrating for many years. <laughs> oh, and Ayler Road, too, was finally, mm-hmm. that's all straightened out. So it's, uh, what's happening with Warrior? So Warrior, I mean, right now, this second today, not a lot. Um, I figure. Okay. Um, <laughs> however, in the planning, um, Warrior Drive is supposed to continue south past Sharando High School and tie into South Frederick Parkway, and, and which in turn ties into an eventual exit 307 relocation somewhat hopefully more imminently to the north uh warrior will continue north from wakeland manor up to where route 37 is supposed to be extended from exit 310 over to 522. um we see uh at least anecdotally we see that connection or those two connections if you will as being really critical and 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 frankly life-changing for a lot of folks in steven city now wakeland manor residents may not love it because the piece of warrior drive that right now basically just serves their subdivision would then become open to a lot of people. Right, same thing with but, uh, like Cantor Estates, the new portion of Cantor. Right. And I would tell people, even when they were looking to build houses back there, I'm like, nobody's telling you this, but yeah. there will eventually, it could be again, five mm-hmm. years, 20 years, 30 years, there will be, should be a road going back through here. So right. I know that's right. gonna go back behind those homes in the back of Cantor. So I'd, I'd, I'd see that as, uh, certainly should be, the next piece of, mm-hmm. of Warrior Drive, but also the most likely next piece of Warrior Drive. So if you see. had to, let's just say in five-year increments, because I know you can't be like, oh, yeah, it'll be next year. If you, or, or is 10-year more realistic? <laughs> like, what would the time frame be that you think that they would do 
anything and nobody's holding you to this statement just well and you bring up an important point because when we're talking about transportation dollars if we had the money today mm -hmm. then you're talking five years to see it we know we neither have the money nor a strong expectation of gonna have the money anytime soon so then what so do, it makes those predictions incredibly hard to make is it from that's, the state that's a good question where does the money come from typically it comes from the state via their um, smart scale uh, program where we apply for funds but we also um, that's all, it also comes from development and that's where that whole trade-off that we sort of relied to, referenced earlier you know when when development's coming in that's it tends to be one of your fastest ways to get something mm -hmm. in place especially if they actually have imminent development happening um, but state and, and we're also looking hard at trying to trying to bring haven't had so far but trying to bring in some federal money and that's a whole nother trade-off when you federalize a project but but yeah we're and, looking for those resources and new this year the board is committing local tax dollars to match our state transportation grants for nice. the first time in a long time to the nice. tune of eight oh, yeah. million dollars and that yeah, that makes huge. us way more competitive than i think we've ever been on well, that thanks frederick county front. yeah yeah and <laughs> Warrior specifically is really complex because, as John mentioned, it, it is kind of contingent upon development. And that next leg of Warrior goes across two very big rezoned pieces of property known as the Archer Project and the Cross Point Project. Mm -hmm. And so until they turn on, you know, and start building, Warrior is not going to move any further north from its current terminus because they proffered to build it as part of the conditions for receiving the approval to build their projects. Now, so. both of you have mentioned proffered a couple of times mm -hmm. now. Now, I know what it is only because I, I mentioned when we yeah. were talking just briefly before, um, I had a client that was building um, a hotel. They end up actually, I sold the piece of land that was next to, um, it actually was Sansa, it was a gateway plaza, that big mm -hmm. piece of land that yeah. had two elevator shafts for many years. That's mm -hmm. right, yeah. I sold that piece <clears> of land, <throat> but before they, decided on that they were looking right there off of the exit of 37 um where there's usually a sheets uh, billboard right there in that area and i know that the i can't remember exactly what it was this was like 2007 but it was a large portion of that land was going to had to be proffered with the purchase of it so explain just to our listeners what proffer is yeah it proffers are in very short and simple terms voluntary um agreements put forth by developers that they can turn receive rezoning approvals for so we call them conditional rezonings and proffers are the condition so they agree to do a number of things whether it's phase their development or restrict the number or types of uses that they can have there's cash proffers where they contribute monies to offset the impacts to schools um, fire and rescue and other items there's a they can look a lot of different ways but all they are is voluntary contributions offered by the developers to try to offset their impacts for the project that they're proposing. Okay. Yeah. So you, John, you were mentioning like exit relocations. Mm -hmm. you're, you're mentioning bigger picture things for Warrior Drive and how it syncs up with the other big pictures, you know, sure. like Route 37 potentially on the east side of town. I don't think we can get into all the weeds of all these things, but for the listeners who are like, well, you're not talking about my town yet you're not talking about my or not town but my neighborhood <laughs> what right. impacts me where can people go to learn more details and maybe why this is a question for you too but i'm looking at a website now so walk me through because you guys have like a little brag book going on i love it of like recent projects and pictures of it so where can people go to get the the dirt on what's going on for their area and if they go to our planning website, they'll see where our staff uh, has done a great job recently updating um, some of our story maps. 
that say not only kind of what the recent achievements are, the the intersection of uh, Independence and Route 50 where the signal went in in cooperation with Navy Federal, uh, Crossover Boulevard obviously is on there, a number uh-huh. of other projects, but also what's upcoming. Um, if they keep looking, they're also going to find out about some efforts that we've got going on right now, so, such as the updated Northeast Land Use Plan, which okay. is a big, big deal for us, and the soon-to-come Transportation Forum on November 10th. So, yeah, if you go to uh, fcva.us and navigate from there to the planning department, there are a lot of resources. And, frankly, if you don't find them, what you're also going to find is ways to contact us. Mm. And we are literally there for that. Really? Um, So, you know, if if you've got something you're not finding, something you don't know, that's that's what we're there for. That's a big part of our job. That's a big part of why we like to do what we do is because it's about – you know, closing those 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 information you know uh, connections yeah. to uh, make sure people are getting what they need as That's they great. make their decisions. Yeah, in life. So I, mean, I can even not speak totally from hiding. experience yeah. that when I've called, I mean, and back when I was going through all of this and I, and several other things since then, any time that I've called, whoever you speak to is so helpful. And then if they you know they need to show you something or you need to visually see it, you can come in. They'll meet with you. They'll show you the the footprints, whatever it might be that you're looking at. Um, red lines. I don't. Yeah, eight to five, Monday through Friday. Yeah, We're extremely there to the helpful. And try to help out. No, I agree. I mean, my anecdote of the day is, yeah, John, I called you like a year ago because there was a house that was for sale that I ended up buying to to renovate, mm-hmm. and the original listing agent put on it as a she thought a disclosure that it's going to be in the middle of this Route 37 project. She was from Northern Virginia. Mm-hmm. She didn't <laughs> really didn't know, really, but I guess somebody told her that, and she felt obligated to disclose it, so the house just sat there. I picked it up, and after a conversation with you, just kind of feeling out, what does this really mean? I'm like, this is nothing to disclose. This is mm-hmm. nothing that's any kind of urgent information, and it ended up working out, and the people who bought it from me love it. And it just so there's no reason for realtors or other people to scare people off about upcoming projects. Just go straight to the source. <laughs> go yeah. Give you guys a call. No, and to that, and there's another portion of our page that's really relevant that we would love for people to be aware of, and that's our current planning projects page. Mm-hmm. And that has a full listing of all the applications we've received for private development proposals to mm. develop land. And I know we've talked a lot about our, you know, transportation projects and our public projects, yeah. but one of the things that I think residents will tell you that they can either have their lives upended most often with is private development projects. When they receive an adjoiner notice in the mail and mm-hmm. said the person behind you is rezoning their property and they want to do this, that, or the other, that's when we typically get the most involvement from people. Mm-hmm. Um, and Great. so, yeah, I'd love to plug that page. And then John briefly mentioned the Northeast Land Use Plan update. We had some recent awesomely attended meetings up in the Northeast Land Use Plan uh, for updating that. It's a small area plan that's an appendix of our comprehensive plan, and it is basically our blueprint for how we envision that corridor to develop from Winchester City um, all the way to the West Virginia line along I-81 on both the east and west sides. And when our Board of Supervisors received those planning development applications, uh, they use that comprehensive plan as a guideline for figuring out if it's appropriate or not. So it's mm. a really important initiative that we want people to be involved in and tell us how they envision their community to build out in the future. That's great. It's neat to see that it's an open book. I oh, mean, yeah. like you're saying, applications are in there and you can look and, yeah, you can get in the weeds really kind of oh, there's learning plenty information on there. about stuff. Oh, yeah. It's cool. Yeah. yeah. That's a great page. And yep. we try to view everything as being public information sure. and trying to put it out there. Yeah. No, that's great. And that's well, a big focus of, of what we try and do is make sure that 
people know what's out there, but also how they can be involved. And yeah. as you page through different developments on the site, you'll be able to see where there are opportunities, whether to become out, come out because there's public hearing or submit comment. Um, there's just so many ways to become involved because even on our ongoing planning, public input is a, not only a required, but just a critical huh. piece huh. Of, of our efforts. Yeah, that's great. It's neat to have you guys to voice that to us right now because again out of sight out of mind sometimes you don't think mm -hmm. that it's you're accessible so mm -hmm. that's great well here at iconic talk we like to ask our guests five iconic questions mm -hmm. no pressure first thing that comes off the top of your head and i'll look at both you guys and you can just give your answers as as they come so first question is this what's one of your favorite restaurants in town hmm. you go first he's been here longer um gosh downtown it could be anywhere okay. winchester county want. Most recent great restaurant experience was uh, Taqueria Guadalajara. Oh, it, it, oh, yes. Yes. Gonna, I should have gone first. Oh, see, you can, you join, can say it. join You can one. say it, too, because I'm, okay. I'm right there yep. with you. I haven't yeah. been there in a while. I need to go back. Oh, they're and so it, good. In a town where we've got a lot of great resources in that in that genre, yep. they, they take the cake. Yep. Yeah. Yes, they since, do. Since he said that one, I'll modify it to Everest and Gateway. Oh, Indian nice. place. It's yeah. really good. Oh, yeah. really? That's, somewhat okay. new, that's a newer one, I think. I feel like that it hasn't been there that long. I haven't yeah. heard but, of it. Yep. Yeah, Check that great. out. I cool. think I might have to. Question two. All right. What is something that you love about your neighborhood? My neighborhood is not a neighborhood. So um, I'm surrounded by you like love it. 10 acres and <laughs> horses and stuff like that. So nice. um, that's kind of what I love about yep. it is it is a good representation of rural Frederick County. Yep. Nice. Well, I live in the city. Yeah. Um, and I just moved. So I might have to give two answers. I used to live on Morningside Drive up near the bowling alley. Mm -hmm. that, that, uh, and what I loved at Mark, you may not remember, you, you sold me that house. I remember that um, a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yep. But um, I, what I loved about that neighborhood was how it was what new urbanism, in terms of planning buzzwords, it was what mm -hmm. new urbanism tries to be. The, the homes are up near to the street with front porches, all brick construction, great thing. Uh, I now live in the West Ribs subdivision on a cul-de-sac, so I've gone away from new urbanism a little bit. Um, but uh, I've definitely, uh, I love how many people we already know over there um, and, uh, and just how nice and quiet the neighborhood is. Yep, cool. So third question. Why is the area Winchester, Frederick County, such a great place to live? Only been here a year and a half. Trick question. Yeah, um, <laughs> but I think that it has everything that I want and more and is able to access anything that it doesn't have immediately. So great outdoor rec opportunities, yep. wonderful people, plenty of options from retail, dining, and otherwise, and really a good small-town community feel, which yep. is what I hear people reference the most. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I agree from a location, location, location standpoint, but also just from a community standpoint. Um, I mentioned earlier I moved a lot growing mm -hmm. up. I went to something like 11 total schools, seven high schools. So stability and community was very wow. important to me with my own family, not yeah. wanting to change schools and that sort of thing. So uh, we've definitely found that true community feeling here and it doesn't seem to matter if you live in the city or the county like everybody knows each other so many of them have grown up with each other they've been welcoming since since day one yeah. you know it's uh and back to the location side you can see a broad i can be in five and a half hours i can be in a broadway play you mm -hmm. know um or i can be the beach in pretty short order and obviously dc you know is right there so um that's it's just great in so many ways yeah it's funny it's a good point there is no rivalry between frederick county and the city of winchester unless it's a high school 
game that you're going <laughs> well, to. Well, yeah, you gotta, you gotta leave those things alone once, <laughs> once, once James Wan and Hanley take yeah. the field. But, but beyond uh, that, you know, know, there's not much really. There's it, it's very collaborative and cohesive as a community. Yeah. And uh, where do you go to meet your friends and hang out in, in the area in Winchester or Frederick County, the county area? Where do you like to go and hang out or meet people? I frequent a couple different spots along the walking mall, but I would just reference the pedestrian mall yep. as a whole um, would be what I would say. Yep. Yeah. Honestly, I don't do a lot of that. We are uh, very active. I have a large family, five children, um, uh, with a lot of activities. It seems like I always am running into uh, my friends on the sides of the soccer field or or, or the wrestling mat or wherever we may be yep. that, that day or weekend chasing one of our children the and kid their duties. activities. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> Well, last and final fifth question, what do you think is one of Winchester's hidden gems? What do you think is around here that you've found, maybe why you recently, they're like, wow, I didn't really know that was around here. And John, you can ask, you can answer the question too. Go first, I'm thinking. <laughs> it, it can literally be anything. Um, I don't know if I want to tell, because, you know, it's... it's <laughs> be lines out the door. Uh, <laughs> the podcast, yeah. um, I, I really enjoy... Um, our, our natural spaces, um, whether it be Third Winchester Battlefield, mm-hmm. um, whether it be um, the the trail um, up off of Jones Road that I'm completely forgetting the name of now. Uh, it's fairly new. Rose Hill. Rose Hill, yes. Um, um, I really I really enjoy the Abrams Creek Trail. Um, you know things like that. I, I really really yeah. enjoy. Yeah. yeah, I would add on to that the um, uses in our rural areas that people like to frequent, especially this time of the year, whether it be West Oaks farm market or Winchester cider works or any of those great operations that we've seen popping up over time that kind of fall into that agritourism activities. That's all somewhat recent too. I mean, at least for for our time of the last John 17 years, mine Mm -hmm. 20 years, Megan, same thing. Um, I mean, 30, whatever you've been around forever. (laughs) Most of my life. (laughs) But yeah, but they are just, but they're popping up and I love it, you know? So that adds to the, appeal to the area well guys thanks for being here it was amazing i I think that you just gave us a little bit of nuggets of information that we can pass on and just tell our neighbors but you gave us the resource what was that website again that we can www.fcva.us and you then go. you can navigate to anything there from the county perspective our website's obviously the best as a department of course but there's plenty yes. of, of other course it is. ones you can find you, a they can find you guys so. to reach out phone find their email. number give them a call there send them go. an email if you have any questions yep. about what's going on in the county before Thanks, you buy your house yes, yes. 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 Not exactly <laughs> please don't call after call <laughs> us first yeah. and then we can yep. get you the information well appreciate it guys thanks That was fun and a world of knowledge and information. Oh, I agree. I yeah. I kind of geek out a little bit when it comes to planning and zoning. I don't know why. Yeah. I think it is just totally fascinating. And I mentioned to them when I first met them that um, if I was to do something different and it's a career, I would totally want to oh, work really? in planning. Oh, yeah. Oh, I would wow. totally work in planning and zoning. I just really find it fascinating. I just find it fascinating that people find it fascinating. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> You know, I mean, because part part of it is where it's so detail oriented, my eyes will glaze over. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that there's people in the world that exist that can have that kind of level of detail and forethought and vision. I'm a visionary for the most part. I mean, if you get me into the weeds of details, I'll I'm not going to cut corners, but I'm not going to hit every corner. My wife gets after me about that. You know, she has a different level of detail than I do. But I'm it's excited to to see that there's people who are thinking through mm-hmm. these things, who are in the weeds of day-in, day-out stuff to make our county 
in town and community better. Well, I think having the was the comprehensive plan to be able to see. I'm very visual. Yep. I'm a visual learner. So being able to see it and see where things are going to potentially go. Yeah. And, you know, obviously timeframes are and always questionable. And like they mentioned before, it's going to depend <laughs> right. on funding right. and where the funding right. comes from and, um, you know, what kind of deals basically can made, which yep. I thought that was really kind of sure. cool, too. Yeah. Well, but, talking about yeah. geeking out, I mean, you can go to their website yes. and you can get dirt on anything that's happening. It's all out there. I they, will probably go down the rabbit hole later on this afternoon sure. and spend a couple of Just start clicking on each of the so rezoning projects and applications out there, and it might be in your neck of the woods. Yeah, so, uh, just totally fascinating. And they did such a great job. It was really nice talking with both of yeah. them. I appreciate yeah. them both being here. No, we're excited to have more people on like that down the road from the county and from the city to really talk about, you know, basically why Winchester is a great town, but what's going on behind the scenes. Right. So be on the lookout for more conversations with that down the road. Well, what is happening in our area in the so, upcoming weeks or days to come even? And I'm sure a lot of people know that this is coming because it's really big in our area, but yep. the Kiwanis Pancake Day is this mm-hmm. weekend. So mm-hmm. that's going to be on Saturday from 7 to 5 at Jim Barnett War Memorial Building. Um, we've also got the Battlefield Half Marathon and Relays. That is Saturday also at the Kernstown Battlefield. That's going to benefit Watts, the temporary shelter for homeless nice. um, in our area for awesome. the winter. Yep. There is also a fall cash party that's going to be at the Gainsborough Volunteer Fire and Rescue. That'll be sat November 5th at 6 p.m. Everything's coming up. Yeah. Here, and if Saturday. you like pancakes, you can have them again at uh, the Boyce Volunteer Fire Company. That's on Saturday. Take your pick. Yep. November 5th from 7 to noon on Greenway Avenue in Boyce. And go from one and then go to the other. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's every, I mean, there's every weekend, there's like at least a handful of things that are amazing opportunities to go out. So enjoy the weather, enjoy the weekend, enjoy the fun. And um, thanks for joining us on this episode of Iconic Talk. We really hope you learned something from today's episode. And like we said, we look forward to sharing more with you next week. So remember, when you're looking for a real estate professional, make sure they're experienced, innovative, personal, dedicated, and available. We appreciate you spending some of your valuable time with us. And if you have a moment, we'd love it if you'd leave us a rating and review. And if you're enjoying listening, take a moment to subscribe or share this podcast with your friends. Yep. And once again, thanks to our editor extraordinaire, Simon Battaglia. Until next time, think iconic.